My name is Elizabeth Shu. I'm 24 years old, and I'm here with one of my very best friends who is like family to me. And my name is Lois Steffes Turnus. I am 64 years old, and I am sitting across from a young woman that I've known since she was 13, and we have had a wonderful and amazing relationship, and we just wanted to talk together about it. So I just realized when you said that, that you're 40 years older than me. <laughs> I never realized that before. Um, and I guess it always like kind of takes explaining whenever I'm talking to my friends because they always wonder like how we actually became friends. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them that you're my stepmom. SMA for short. Yeah, S apostrophe M-A. But that you are more like 70% friend, 30% mom when I need you to be a mom. Then if they want to get technical, I say, well, you were engaged to my dad and I kept you. And that's a perfect way to put it. So we'll get started with my first question, and that is, what was your first impression when you and I met? Well, my initial impression was before I met you because my dad told me a little bit about you, and he said that you were a writer and an intellectual, and I immediately thought I was going to like you, but he also told me that you were on the opposite end of the political spectrum. And I decided that if you were smart and enjoyable, that that was going to be okay. And then it ended up being totally okay. <laughs> but um, So I already kind of knew I liked you. And then when I met you, I'm trying to remember where exactly that was. We went to a play, I think. Was that the first time? I think so. Okay, so then you probably were dressed up. And um, I know I was, actually. Didn't I wear, like, a weird long dress? You had on a prairie dress. And I really <laughs> thought it was almost like a costume. And I was very intrigued by that. And I remember as we entered the theater, your dad had your hand, and we walked in and enjoyed ourselves, and then we went out to eat afterwards, and you were seated across from me, and do you remember what you said to me? Yes. What's that? You know what I'm thinking? And I said, no, what are you thinking? (laughs) I'm thinking Lincoln. And I thought, whoa, (laughs) this is an unusual girl, and I loved her. Which was a good thing, because you also said ahead of time that you didn't like children, and I kind of saw that as a challenge to, like, just egg you on. Boy, and you did a good job. Well, yeah, you were very patient. But then when you found out that I was a very strange child who wore prairie dresses in public and talked about dead historical figures, then I I feel like you just, I don't know, realized we were different. Yes. And I'm trying to think of some of the names we've had for each other, like My Macabre Child. MC for short. Yep. All that's been fun. Yes, it has. One of the things that I cherish the most about our relationship, and there's so many things that I cherish about our relationship, is that we share an interest in being creative. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to tell a little story about beading. You and I went to a class to learn how to make jewelry, and you said before you went you were a little bit intimidated, and then we both had a great time, and then a week later you're doing all kinds of jewelry stuff you didn't even learn how to do. And I thought, wow, again, this is an amazing person. And I loved it. I remember when you invited me, or initially brought up the idea of going to a beading class, because we were driving home with Dad, and you said, do you like beading? And I was like, beading? Like, with a T? What? <laughs> and then you're like, no, like, jewelry making. Like, And I was like, oh, uh, I don't know. But yeah, I guess it started with beading, and then... Clogging. Oh, yeah. I actually kind of forgot about that. And then we started dancing together, mm-hmm. and then um, sewing. Yep. But there's been more, hasn't there? A lot of live performances before you were old enough to see some of them. Yes. Like Chicago. Yep. (laughs) That definitely felt very adult. 
Um, oh, in Vegas. Oh, yes, for your 21st. Yes. But, no, I have to agree that the creativity, and not just the creativity and, like, the making things, but the fact that when we're together, we are learning together. Yes. And you're always coming up with these crazy new ideas. And I don't know if that's just you as a person or if that's a little bit, like, the 30% mom. You're always trying to grow me. Hmm. That's because I know you have such incredible potential. And then we can talk a little bit about sewing. <laughs> okay. And when I said we need to get a pattern, you said... Why? We don't need a pattern. <laughs> and then when I said this is how you sew this seam, where was your sewing machine? On the floor. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and when you stitched, what speed did you go? Super, super fast. And I went... Super slow. Put, 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 put. And then and that's kind of... A contrast that we have in a lot of different ways. Yes, that's very true. Also, you taught me the importance of ironing and pinning, uh, which I was kind of adverse to. Mm -hmm. But you really taught me to sew because nobody else in my family actually sewed. People in my family knew, like, little tricks, like mending tricks and stuff, but I was the only person I knew that suddenly, like, had this unexplained passion for sewing. And I used to, like, steal, like, old towels and stuff and make stuff out of it when I was a kid. Anyway, I kept doing all that, and then you finally came along and said, no, we're going to learn this pattern. We're going to go through it step by step, and you will iron, <laughs> and you will iron again, which now I'm, like, super passionate about the ironing, and it's a very important process. Thank you for instilling that in me. I'm more than happy to do that. And just like the jewelry making, I taught you how to sew a seam, and now you are a seamstress, both professionally and regarding making historical costumes. And I'm so proud of you for being able to do it. But again, alarm, because you don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was wanting to know if there was a single highlight throughout the course of our relationship that you have in your mind. I absolutely love so many moments with you. And I'm just thinking of like one right now that popped up right when I was going to go in a different direction. Of you and I, some late summer night jamming to queen in the <laughs> dark and we had consumed probably too much frozen daiquiris or something and we had glow sticks and we're just yep. enjoying each other's company being completely free in ourselves we're always doing something that i could not do with anybody else how about any regrets like in our friendship mm -hmm. <laughs> i think maybe when i was younger I could have been more considerate. Like, I did the whole teenager gamut, you know, like, teenagers are rude, and they don't respect other people's time, but you love me anyway. And I don't remember you doing any of the teenage stuff that I didn't cherish and want to hold close <laughs> to my heart and say, woot, woot. <laughs> Good. I remember your dad saying to me very early in our relationship about how you were an old soul. Oh. And I believe that was true then and I believe it is true now and there is both an agony and an ecstasy in being an old soul and you have lived on both of those extremes and you have flourished and that's really a cool thing do you remember the time I called you when I was 15 and asked why you were with my dad not really um I called you out of the blue and I just said Lois why are you with dad and you said, um, I don't know why, what's wrong? And I said, you know, I wouldn't choose, well, this can sound terrible, but I wouldn't choose him. And you guys broke up shortly after. And it wasn't because of you that that no, happened. I know. It was just the contrast between he and me and you and me. 
it couldn't hold in the relationship with your dad. But for us, I think it almost is a binding characteristic that the differences make us closer in a way. I wonder if we should talk about Queen a little bit. Okay. So I generally don't like newer music, but I heard some sort of folk band do a rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody once in like all acoustic, and it was before we met, and that song stuck in my head forever, and I couldn't ever figure out what it was because it was, I mean, obviously really random, a a folk band doing Queen. And um, then one day... You played Queen, and you played the song, and everything clicked. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so now? Well, now I I would say that I'm nearly as big of a Queen fan as you, but you taught me the love of Queen. And one thing I really love about Freddie Mercury, he strikes me as a person that is completely unabashed to just be himself and be very expressive about who he is. And so I always love the song Don't Stop Me Now because it's about having a good time. And I got that title as a tattoo to remind myself to always be big and expressive like Freddie Mercury was. And so he's an inspiration for me and all because you brought him into my life. I would love to have you sing something to me because every time I watch you sing, every time I watch you play Mary Lincoln, what do I reliably do? Sob. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What's your favorite? Surprise me. Okay. Well, your favorite. Just one year of love is better than a lifetime alone. One sentimental moment in yours is like a shooting star. Right through my heart It's always a rainy day without you But I'm a prisoner of love inside you I'm falling apart all around you Thank you. And now my working career is pretty much at an end. But your whole career is ahead of you. I have some certainty that you will be known far and wide. I love that sentiment, but I have a hard time believing I'm going to be famous one day. We were talking about differences and the way that we then learn from each other. I remember the first time I was in your bedroom and you had a picture of President Bush and his wife. His wife. And there was a letter. Yes. And what was the letter? Well, it was an answer to a letter that I wrote to him when I was like eight years old. And, and you kind of cringed. And you had it all decorated? I did. It was framed and it had like red, white, and blue ribbons on it. Uh, I think as far as those contrasting philosophies, we have learned when to speak. Um, we have learned how to speak when we choose to speak. And there have been times when we both knew it was best not to speak. I also recall that my bridal shower, like the week before, that was the first time my mother's side of the family met you. Mm -hmm. So that whole time that we were friends when I was a teenager, my mom always got really jealous because I would go spend the weekends with you and stuff. And she just couldn't understand, like, why do you hang out with this other mom, you know? And then when she met you, she said, I totally understand why you love Lois. Mm. That's nice to hear. Thank you.
You and I just got out of um, Chinese restaurant, and I have my um, I cookie have here. And here's my fortune. fortune. Study and prepare yourself, and one day your day will come. I like it. I have mine, too. Drum roll. The good old days were once present, too. Ooh. Here we are living the, the memories, and we're making memories. It's just like the Queen song. Those were the days of our lives. Yes. Those were-